0: Welcome back to the Becoming More podcast, episode number 34. Easy for me to say. Here in Becoming More, we go in-depth talking to some amazing people about how they are changing their lives dramatically and have inspired others to work towards the same. Today, I am joined by Sean Mulroney. Sean is the host of the BC Revolution podcast. I am excited to have him on today.
1: Sean, how are you doing today? Doing great, Brett. Thanks for having me on, man.
0: You're welcome. So the I, honor's all mine.
1: You. Yes. So awesome. hopefully I don't, I don't ruin your podcast for you. So.
0: Oh no. I mean, I, I, I've, I've had Alex Poro on. he already ruined it. <laughs> uh, so Sean, mm-hmm. I like to ask everybody, uh, at the beginning of the show, what, um, what is the bottom line of your journey? Because Sean said so,
1: well, bottom line is that I'm on a lifestyle improvement journey. You know, everybody wants to be on a, you know, uh, weight loss, you know, exercise, um, you know, food, you know, which is, they're all one part of it. But whenever you are extreme obese or morbidly obese, you know, my highest weight was 687. And so finding out what I know and that, you know, being morbidly obese is being dismissed. um, My whole point is to create awareness and kill the assumptions surrounded obesity. So people that are in their homes Uh, get a voice again, and they become validated, Um, they're lost. I mean, they're lost in translation. You know, roughly about, you know, 23 to 30 million people do not come out of their home because of extreme obesity. And so I feel that that's where I resonate because I'm a dog in the fight with them. And it's a journey. It's not a, you know, one and done. It's small steps, you know, small, small tweaks lead to great peaks, and I'm just trying to find uh, the best way in staying on my path, staying in my lane and everything else doesn't matter.
0: Awesome. I, I, I like that a small tweaks leads to great peaks. I'm going to steal that at some point. Yes, you got it. <laughs> you got it. So so kind of like we're going to get into the morbid, <laughs> morbid obesity of it all. Because I mean, I was very, at my heaviest, I was about 60 less than you were at your heaviest. So I, I know I mean, what it was like to be, that yes. day, I wasn't at the point where I was stuck at home, but, um, but, you know, everybody has a different story, and I'm to so get there, Um, but first, I'd like to ask everybody kind of a background on growing up, because I feel like uh, your youth has a good impact onto where you wind up as an adult, sure. or, so what would sure. you say, like, as a kid, were you, like, have you grown up, and did you have any, like, experiences that led the game, like, I know um, I've had guests on who talked about, like, you know, just family dinners and things that just, Led to enforce that, like the overindulgence of food. So, what were some of the things that led you think helped lead to where you got at your heaviest?
1: Sure. Well, I, it's all that. There's all kinds of things. It's not just one thing. You know, most people assume that, oh, we just ate ourselves. You're addicted to food. Not every obese person is addicted to food. Did we have a bad relationship? Of course. Um, I never was. I never was a binge eater. Um, I liked food. I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't like, you know, eating fast food and stick to your rib type thing, you know, good old home cooking. But what happened is, by the way, my book is out, it's called becoming larger than life. And I go into, I'm glad you asked that because I go into everything. So my DNA, you know, started, my dad died when I was six, uh, traumatized me. Definitely. Sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, well, it, it it was, you know, I'm the youngest of five kids. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was rough because I was very close to him. Uh, because my ne- my sister next to me, she was nine and a half years older than me. So I was sort of like that, you know, uh-oh, baby, that my <laughs> parents were having trouble. And I think that, you know, they had me and it sort of helped them out a little bit. And then, of course, they were going to separate. And I was either with my mom Or with my dad. Um, Of course, they were born in Dublin, Ireland. My mom and dad moved over here, I think, in 1957 with my older brother and my older sister. And so from there, um, I was sexually abused by a 17-year-old boy in my neighborhood uh, for two and a half, three years. Um, Scared me, told me if I tell anybody. He he was a, a bully. Um, and he would lure, you know, us in and take advantage. He was big into sports and had all the best sports equipment, and so that really changed my whole. Um, it, it, it traumatized me. I mean, bad. And so from there, my mom got remarried. So I'll say this, Brett. <clears throat> I the um, sexual abuse is bad because. It's embedded in your mind. You steal that innocence from a child. They're not going to, you're never going to get it back. You're, you're, it's going to take you down a road that you wish you would have never gone down. And it's not my fault. I've never blamed myself for it um, because I don't have any regrets. Because when you regret something, you suffer for it twice. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to regret things. I, I, they happened to me, but they made me who I am. My mother remarried. And of course, my stepdad was verbally and mentally abuse, mentally, uh, mentally abused me. And the verbal and the mental abuse was worse than the sexual abuse, because I've up until, you know, I I hear still hear his voice on saying that I'm not worthy, that I'm that I'm nothing. I'm worth nothing. I'm worth, you know, I'm no better than tits on a bull. Um, you know that's what that's what he would say to me. I mean, it just was like very degrading. And I lived in the home with my mom and stepdad, and I didn't feel like it was my home. So I tried marijuana, alcohol. First time was whenever between five and seven years of age. Wow. And so by thirteen, I was doing major, you know, alcohol, major drinking, major marijuana, and I would just do everything I could. Um, to get it, and so from 13 to 21, um, you know, I, I played sports, um, I played music. I was a drummer in a band, and you know, partying was my lifestyle. I didn't care about school. I barely made it through high school. A matter of fact, I graduated when I was 19. I stayed two extra years. So yes, everything was so. I'm, I'm a messed up unit. You know, I I was broken. Um, But I never became, I never was a victim. Um, You could either be a victim or a victor. And I chose to be a victor to say, I'm going to use this for my benefit. But all of a sudden, you know, the weight came on. Like back when I got married in 1998, uh, 23 years ago, you know, I was in the upper 300 pounds. I got lymphedema. And when I got lymphedema, I, I, I don't wish lymphedema on anybody. So from 2000 to recently, I've had over 28 infections and 21 hospitalizations. And so I went from 2000 to 2004. I went from the upper 300 to 567. Wow. And it was just gaining that water weight and weight that just kept on piling on left and right. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And and like you said, lymphedema is no joke. It's, um, I, I I had mild lymphedema myself. Um, uh, just off, of, you know, when you're six hundred pounds, it happens. Like you, it, yes. it's hard to avoid. Yes. Um, and I still have like a some in my one leg because uh, when I had a blood clot, it, my leg just has this ex, excess skin that's there from the, from some lymphedema. Sure. Sure. Um, and you know, it's and people often will look at people that have lymphedema and they'll, they'll, they'll you know, like stare and gawk and they, they, they don't realize how hard it is also that there's treatment and there's ways to help with it, but it, it's not, it's unavoidable the problems that you can have with it once you have it. So sure. Um, sure. So, so why don't we um, transition to, you know, when we talk about your background, so I, you said that you're heaviest, you got up to 687. What was yes. So at that point, I don't know if you want to go into, like, what years that was, but um, at wh- what point did, did it become where you were, like, staying at home? Like, how did that trend happen, like, where you weren't going out?
1: And- That's a good question. Um, so I used to travel around the United States. Uh, first time I got an infection, I was in Louisiana speaking at a school. Um, I started a nonprofit called Teens of America. And I would use my first, you know, coming out of drugs and alcohol as my platform. And I would go in and speak to public schools across the country. I'd speak to 50 to 100,000 students every year. And so I was traveling all the way up until, um, I think, 2011, where I had to come off the road. I was I was mobile. Um, Everything was mine. And let me let me say something real quick. I got another thing that happened. So 687 just remind me to come back to something else after the 687 of where it went afterwards. Okay. When I got Mm. down and lost my first 110 pounds. So, so what happened was from all that being said, I, you know, was going through and, and, you know, uh, you know, traveling and everything was fine. But when I got that infection in 2004, I got Stevens Johnson syndrome. And so as that mass on my right leg, inner leg, kept on growing, every time I get an infection, it would grow and wouldn't go down. It would grow, wouldn't go down, grow, wouldn't go down. Kept on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the infections kept on getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And so almost died three times from from sepsis, um, from Stevens Johnson syndrome and sepsis. Uh, let Let me preface that. I went through all this stuff and nobody knew what lymphedema was. I didn't get diagnosed with lymphedema until 2012. Mm-hmm. And so, because nobody knew what it was, doctors were a vascular surgeon didn't know, um, you know, people weren't as equipped, you know, and, you know, didn't know how to, had to go to a, um, a physical therapist to get, you know, MLD, which was not MLD at the time. And so it just started getting out of control to where I was able to function. I, w- I could go out. I just couldn't travel long distance. And then my leg got so bad, I couldn't even drive. And so that was like 2011, between 2011, 2015. And I would be able to get into the vehicle, but I couldn't drive. And I would be able to function and walk and stuff like that and go places, but I couldn't go long distances and mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, I just had to come off the road. And my doctor had said that they said, you know, he, you really need to come off the road because each time you go, you get an infection that could be pretty bad if you don't get to the hospital right away, especially that I'd go from, you know, being nothing to being completely sick and my white blood count going up into the 20,000s. And so it was just a bad thing. So, yes, that was like the whole transition period that time to where it was from 2000 all the way through to where we're at now, it has been a, um, a learning process.
0: Yeah. Um, I, 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 did have a que- I did have a question, a couple questions because mm-hmm. I know not everybody is up on what these things yes. that you mentioned. So can you describe what Steven Johnson syndrome is for people? Sure.
1: Listening? Sure. Stephen Johnson syndrome is I had allergic reaction to an antibiotic. And so, what it is, is I was taking Cipro, um, which is an antibiotic, and I got an allergic reaction to it. And so, what it was doing was I uh, was getting blisters all over my body and rashes all over my body, and it was getting bad. So, I was taking the Cipro, didn't think nothing of it, and all of a sudden, these blisters, and I was swelling up. Um, And then, every time I would walk, the blisters would burst. And so we have to call, you know, we called the doctor. I went into the doctor. He goes, you need to get to the emergency room now. And so I did. And when I got there, um, I got, they admitted me and put me in a room. And I, as I was in the room, they had a uh, an infectious disease doctor come in, doctor and the Lord, I'll, I'll never forget him. He came in and said, you know, he was looking at me. He goes, when did you take your last dose? He, I said, um, I think I took it last night. And, um, yeah. And what he did was after he was, you know, he asked me that he said, okay, you took it. Um, he said, okay. he said, let me look at your throat. So whenever he looked at my throat, he said, stop everything. He just like, he was in a panic stricken. And cause I was having a sore throat too, as well. Mm -hmm. And so what was happening, he says, if I would have taken that other dose this, that morning, he says, I would not be talking to him. Wow. because it was going into my mucous membrane. And when it starts going there, it starts shutting down your organs. And you go into organ failure because your body starts shutting down and going to anaphylactic shock. And then your organs can't operate. You know, if it would got to my kidneys or my liver, I would have been, I would have been done. And so Dr. Nalore saved my life that day. He changed everything up. And within 24 hours, the swelling went out of me. Um, those things, the rashes were going away and he saved my life. So that's what Steven Johnson syndrome is.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just think like they give people background. Cause I, I honestly I hadn't heard of it. So yes. Um, and I mean, I, I could Google it quick, but I figured it better. Yes, better yeah, come from you, Right. right. Yes, everybody, yes. everybody can Google it, but I just thought it'd be good to yes. give it a little description. So you mentioned before we started down the 687 rabbit hole, um, what happened after you lost your first 110 that you wanted to talk about?
1: Okay. I kept on losing the weight, okay, just so you know, last five years. Um, Of course, back in 2016, my third daughter was born. And that's whenever I reached out. I I used to reach out to trainers all the time, but they would turn me away. Mm -hmm. You know, I was always, and then, of course, I had an awesome trainer that took me on. And um, then I posted a video of me in the gym the first time, and that went viral. So it went, it got like 1.4 million views in less than 24 hours. And I was just doing the battle ropes. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, I started posting my journey, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the ups and downs, you know, because you don't have to be perfect to inspire people. You just have to show people how you deal with your imperfections. And, you know, everybody online, man, I don't want to show them, you know, flexing in the mirror, you know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> You know, or showing their best, you know, picture of them, you know, holding. St- well, there's more to it. I showed I just got out of rehab. I was in rehab because I lost my mobility completely. And, and let me go back to that and follow you there. And so when my daughter, my third daughter was born, they, my, my three daughters are my why. They make me mm-hmm. cry. And I reached out and Brandon, Brandon took me on in 2017 in January, started working out. Um, My first year, I lost one hundred and ten pounds. I was like, man, I I got this. Well, Mm -hmm. I get an infection and I would gain all the weight right back. Because the fluid just retention, 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 and I could never get ahead of it because I would keep going back and I'd lose the weight. And then all of a sudden I would get the, the, the weight because that's what people automatically assume. Oh, he's not eating right. Yeah. All obese people. Well, that's what I'm trying to do is create that awareness and kill them stigmas of people that there's so many underlying issues. You know, it's a, it's a hormonal thing. You know, it's a metabolic thing. It's an environmental thing. Um, you know, it's genetic. I mean, all these different things that, that we talk about, but it's never talked about with obese people, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Hey, you see a person that's 180 pounds and they can eat whatever they want to and never gain a, gain a pound and they can eat all the bad foods, but it's OK for them. They're praised. But what we are, we're punished because we eat and food was one part of what made us who we are. I'm a firm believer in that. Everybody blames that because that's what the, the world is programmed to do. That's why, you know, fat entertainment, you know, they're going to eat, look at them eat. you know, they'll, they'll give it to the fat person, give it to the fat man. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was then after it was all said and done for them, five years, I kept doing it, putting it back, c- couldn't get anywhere, the infections. And mind you, um, this last time, this, um, I, eight months ago, Um, or 15, 18 months ago, I was going to the gym twice a week and a workout once in my home, put it that way. Okay. So I get, I get this infection in May and man, it was a doozy. I'm talking my whole leg swelled like never before and it wouldn't go down. I couldn't get my legs together enough to take steps. So I lost my mobility. I could stand up, but I couldn't take steps. So for eight months, I didn't walk. And what you don't use, you lose. Mm -hmm. And so I lost everything completely. But I was in the hospital three times in seven months. And then the one time I start, I was so filled with fluid, Brett, that I was oozing out of my sides and out of my back, like a like a like a fountain, Mm-hmm. I'm talking about every 30 minutes, I would have to change my clothes. Wow. That's how bad it was. Yeah. yeah so I'm, tr- I'm to trying to.
0: Re- I'm trying to remember, like back when I had my leg really bad when my before my clot, like my leg used to ooze with the fluid mm-hmm. out of it, and it was, but it wasn't a ton. It was also my like my calf from below my knee, so it wasn't sure like it was sure. it was managed. Like I, I was like eh, I can deal with it kind of thing, but it wasn't as I can only imagine if it's all over your body, like you're. Just- on my
1: abdomen it's on uh-huh. my sides and and it's on my back yeah. so it just started, it was coming out um I, and that, it went from just just from that it just it just took on a new whole thing because you know lymphedema has a mind of its own it has no rules it has no governor it does whatever the heck it wants to do and so with that you know i don't only have a fat loss i have a water loss i have to go under you know, I have to, you know, a fat loss and a, and a water loss, a fat loss and a water loss. And if you don't get rid of the water, you can't get rid of the fat because the water is there to protect it. And your lymphatic system is there to protect that because your lymphatic system doesn't have a pump. And so what do you have to do is moving is the only pump that the lymphatic system has to get it up to the heart. Mm-hmm. So it will pump it out into your system. And so with that being said, it was just, it was an ordeal that just took me down um, a bad path, and then I went to the hospital- i thought the in in uh October or September, I thought i wasn 't going to make it mm-hmm. uh this past september, and because of that that fluid and I was there, I was just so miserable. my feet were so i couldn 't even get a pair of shoes on, yeah, and so the ambulance had to pick me up they picked me up, and um anyways i I went to the hospital and I got out again and then I had to go back because it started doing it again because it would just go so long. Well, the third, I went back in in October, October 7th. Mm -hmm. And I went to the hospital three times in that, that may, September and October. And I was still, the fluid was just terrible again. And I remember they got me on there. Here's what happened. I was, I gained over 200 pounds of fluid. So I was 758, Holy 758 from 558 to 758 over a couple days. Wow. I couldn't believe it. I just, I couldn't. Well, all of a sudden, watch this. You would know happen. In five days, the doctors are coming in. Man, what's going on? You know, we had your weight as this. Now we have you as seven fifty eight. And I'm like, what? And I was the scale doesn't. Lie. I'm on the bed, mm-hmm. and that's where the scales. You know, mm-hmm. there's a couple. You know, pillows, but it's not. It's going to say that. Well, within five days, I lost a hundred pounds in five days. Uh, uh, I lost 170 a hundred and seventy in less than three weeks.
0: Yeah, the, 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 like those numbers just seem, I mean, to most people would seem outrageous, right? Because you're hearing, Direct. you're hearing Direct. like you gained 200, then you lost 170 within a few weeks and um, it seems like uh, outrageous, but you know, water is heavy. <laughs> like, I mean, water in it itself is. is heavy, not to mention you have fluids that are inside of you. Yes. And, and if you have a an, an issue with your lymphatic system pumping properly. Yes. Yes. It can, it can collect pretty fast. I know I had. Um, I've talked about this on my show before, um, like when I talked about myself in one episode, I had this, you can't, nobody's going to see it, but people on YouTube, but I had this area like right hung from like right around my pelvis. It was like this big. And yeah. every time I walked, it would just like sway. It would sway. And it was, yeah. um, it, it just happened overnight. It um, it just developed. And I, it yes. was, um, my doctor said it was because probably it was because my lymphatic system was damaged when I had my blood clot. Mm-hmm. and um and then it, it just was like pooled lymph just pooled fluid and some lymphedema right just hung from that and it just was constant like and when I got that I got that removed because I had to get it surgically removed because there was nothing else I could have done
1: sure, sure um
0: I got removed in like 20 actually October 7th of 2019 and that was um like I think I went in the hospital and when I like 505 or so 510 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when I was when the next the next morning when i got weighed it was like 460 because mm-hmm. the amount of fluid that i mean it was mostly fluid it wasn't a lot of fat that they pulled off but it was mostly fluid mm-hmm. and, and they took out some lymphedema that was on my stomach and on that and you know that that's just fluid is fluid can be a lot more than you think it is
1: it is right it, it, yeah and that's what people don't get and that's why i say i'm not only fat i'm flooded
0: yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, it's like my face is not really becoming shocked by what you're saying, because yeah. I've, I've kind of been there, not in the same level, but I've been there to a certain extent. And I and I know what it's like to have that excess fluid. And you're just like, and it's just
1: it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, oh, for it, sure. Oh, my goodness. It just it's like you what you'd like to talk to the Avenger. It feels like your your skin wants to just like rip open mm-hmm. and it's ju- it just it's just not good. I mean, it's just in. And so that's when I shared. And then I was in the hospital for four weeks and then I went to rehab. So I was away from my family for 15 weeks. Wow. I got out last Friday. Oh, and wow. so I got my, yes, I got my walking ability back. I got in-home care. Um, right now my, my physical therapist and OTs coming, nurse coming. And so they're walking with me. I'm doing that. I'm standing. I'm able to, to move. My therapists were awesome at the rehab. I mean, they, Kate and Jack were rock stars. I mean, they, oh my goodness. It just, they, they changed my life. And it was just so bad. I mean, it was felt like cement, man. You know, it's like, and and then Kate, she told me a story. She said, well, you think it's bad. I mean, what are you going to do? Eight months, not using it. It's going to, you're going to lose it. And she talked about a person that was um, a world-class, you know, marathon runner. And she was talking about that. And she said that he, uh, she don't know what happened, but for 17 days, he didn't walk. He was bedridden for 17 days. Well, he needed four people to help him walk a hundred feet after that. And so she told me and put it in perspective. She goes, if he's has trouble, just look at you where your weight is at right now. And, you know, once I lost the fluid and getting down there, and I think, you know, you know I'm pretty close i didn't haven't weighed yet, but I think I'm pretty close uh to being back where I need to be um so i it, it's been you know it, it, like here, here I'm a firm believer now, Brett things don't happen to us they happen for us. It's easy to say that, but I can say it with conviction because that was the best thing to happen to me being in rehab in the hospital for 15 weeks. I mean, I miss, I miss my birthday. I miss Thanksgiving. I miss Christmas. I miss my daughter's birthday. Um, I missed so many things through that day. And my kids couldn't even come up and see me because it was 18 and below couldn't come in. And all I did thank God for FaceTime. But yeah. those were the things that made me, because I feel like I was on just by myself. It was just me against me. There was no competition. There was just me. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me, Brett.
0: Yeah, because you, you, it's, uh, you know, this, where, where we're at in the world, I guess, the co- with COVID kind of helped with having you have that solitude, right? That isolation. Yes. Not, yes. not that it's always a help, but, you know, it kind of like, helped you refocus. Maybe it's a good it way did. to say that. Yes. And, um, and that's good. Cause at least now you like have a, let's say a target um, yep. of, of what you want to do and how you want to tackle it. And you had plenty of time to think about it. Right. I did. I, and I uh, did. And it's good that you're not, that you have the therapy and then it's really working out with that. Cause that's super important because a lot of times people don't have uh, don't, don't always have the best care or they don't advocate for themselves, which I'm sure you are. Um, which which helps and so at um so you should back since Friday so it's it's only Monday so it's only been yeah a well
1: well a week no I oh we back a week, a week this okay. past Friday okay so a week and three days so okay yes
0: that's that's good um good and glad glad to see it because I know it's a lot better than being in a in a oh, facility man. right sleep, sleep no, but I, had, I place. had a
1: good time. I had yeah it is great but I had a good time I met a lot of great people. Um, in there, and I, I make it fun wherever I go. You know, either you're gonna like me or not. And I like you said that advocate—that's a big word. We need obese people to advocate for themselves. And there's not gonna nobody's gonna treat me. And they they tried. I had several people, um, doctors and dietitians. You know, I 120 pound woman soaking wet coming in and telling me that I you know having to come into Jesus moment with me is not going to fly if she doesn't talk to me like a human being we're not gonna we're not gonna get along and so whenever she doesn't know that you know what i'm saying and no i i do yes advocating for myself um is making sure i do that because people treat us the way we allow them to treat us
0: yeah so yeah and and people always uh Will be like that, and it, uh, and sometimes it's also it's not just like they're trying to be rude or not. Especially doctors, there's so much stuff going on in there and what they're doing too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I even had an instance um, which I've talked about before was when I was in the hospital after I had a pulmonary embolism like five years ago. I the doctor said to me that she didn't know if I would be able to fill in the MRI machine. I might have to go to the zoo. Yes, and so
1: like that. Uh, I been there yeah yeah mri yeah you, yeah ellie the elephant can get an mri and we can fit there but you know what for us as fat people no go there and go there and get you know ryan the rhinoceros yeah i mean that, that, that we're, that's that's bass act work
0: yeah and, yes. and it, it was just it was one of those things where i'm having like the wor- worst day of my life and then i hear that and i was in that hospital much longer because i got transferred mm-hmm. to a better one but um so, so like within a couple of hours but you know, it's one of those things where sometimes that bedside manner, even though they're stressed, like we're, we're like freaking the F out.
1: I know. We don't don't
0: know what's going on. And we, especially like, I had no idea what was happening and or what was going to happen or like it, it was life changing for me, that whole thing, which like, which was something that I like what you said. It was when stuff happens for you rather than to you, because if I hadn't had that happen, I might not be on this path that I've been on and I might've, I could have died. From right. something else, not necessarily a right. PE, but you know, you, you kind of got to, and, and you know, when you have these events, like you kind of look at, like, I mean, I'm a numbers guy, so I look at the numbers of like people that survive these things that I've had, mm-hmm. and like, it's like basically a coin flip. So <laughs> it uh, is. So I kind of look at a lot of life as bonus time kind of thing, where I'm like, I I, I could have died, so yep. I'm 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 not letting things go to waste that did before. And I'm, right. and, and I'm also not putting up with BS from people. So if somebody, no. which is, which is what comes back to the advocation piece, because if you don't advocate for yourself, nobody else is going to do it for you. No. And, and, and even if, even if you have to be the asshole yelling at somebody in a small room, I don't care. Like that's <laughs> that's what happens. Cause you know what? The a-holes, they're the ones that get the attention when they're yelling. That's at somebody. Right right
1: that's right uh, exactly you, you, don't that's, have, that's you don't always good.
0: have to be the nice guy you can you can know nope. uh, you can be hated but just do what needs to be done so you get what that's you need. right um, that's
1: right absolutely
0: yeah so so with that um one thing i wanted to ask was because i know you're you know, you're on this new, not new, but you're on this, you're home now and you're getting back into the swing of things. Like as far as like your diet, do you you have like a planned diet that you're going with mm-hmm. the, the hospital or do you, or so whatever, or, and, and over time has, has that changed at all? Like, have you tried to incorporate different methodologies for uh, dieting?
1: Yes, I try. Let me say this. I can follow any meal plan. Okay. You give me a meal plan. I'll follow it to a T. Okay. I have no problem with that. I'll do anything. I've done keto. Okay. I've done carnivore. So I was on day 35 of carnivore and I got put in the hospital. I had no, no carbs whatsoever. No sugar, no nothing, barely eating because whenever you are doing carnivore, you're not as hungry as you normally are because you know, sugar begets sugar, carbs beget carbs. And so yeah, I followed all that I did whole 30 when I lost my first 100 pounds. um, I was doing, you know, eating four times a day, Um, you know, small consistent meals, because, you know, the caloric deficit, making sure that I was getting the right amount of calories. uh, Because when you go down too low, especially the bigger you are, you know, if you don't have enough calories, it's going to go into storage and turn into fat anyways. So here's what I'll say. Let me, let me say this. Um, I have tried everything. So what I'm doing right now, just so you know, um, I'm working with a nutritionist and they have me on where I do, um, uh, 80 to hundred grams of protein a day. Um, so in the morning I just do, a um, Insure Max Pro. Um, it has 30 grams of protein and one gram of sugar. Okay. Um, so I do that. I don't eat anything else. I replace that meal. And that's what I'll sometimes do throughout the day too. If I'm not hungry, um, sometimes my appetite isn't all that great, which is a good thing. I just sort of lost, you know, the in for food. I don't know if it's, you know, my stomach, I was in the, you know, just You know, food tasted different to me. Um, But anyways, um, so, yes, to answer your questions, I have tried, um, you know, the portions. Like, I I have have a good friend. His name is Robert Reams. Mm -hmm. Um, He's Dr. Phil's um, trainer. And Phil's, uh, or he's, um, Robert's a great friend. So I tried his meal plan for, for 54 days. And I actually put weight on. And I mean, I'm talking follow So I, I put everything down. I've been I've been tracking everything I eat for 11 years on my fitness pal. Mm-hmm. I haven't missed a day yet. And so everything I put in there, good, bad or ugly. Well, I, I really stay away from sugar and a lot of carbs that um, just, you know, I don't think they're great for us, but I want to make sure. But I did the keto and I did good at first, but then all of a sudden I gained weight on keto. And so it has something that's going to, you know, be conducive. So what I've found out, you know, 10 years ago, I would have never been ready for this. Well, I'm getting weight loss surgery. Um, I'm pre- I'm already been approved. Um, a lot of people say that, well, it's a tool. I don't think it should be the first resort. And I didn't for five years. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't ready for it. I had to get my mind in shape. Um, but now I look at this as a tool. I found a doctor here in St. Louis um, that took me on, um, is ready to work with me, and I need something to get me through. So every time I get an infection, I gain that fluid. I can gain, you know, on a normal time I get an infection, 60 to 80 pounds. I never thought I'd gain 200 pounds overnight. And it just was shock. I I mean, the doctors were shocked. And they were also shocked whenever they put me on LASIK and I lost 100 pounds in five days. Mm-hmm. They were like, they kept on reading it. Like they kept on coming back to the bed and going up to the computer, back to the bed, up to the computer, because they were like scratching their head. Is this really happening? And so, with that being said, um, I'm getting prepared right now, working with a nutritionist for them. Um, went through everything else and I'm following exactly their protocol, um, making sure I, you know, skip, you know, meal replacement. And then what I do is for lunch, eat sensible for dinner, eat sensible. And I stay away from, um, everything else, processed foods. I mean, I, am not big into processed foods and I, I watch my sugar intake or salt intake. Okay. And so that's, that's pretty much what I I'm doing now.
0: Yes. Very nice. Um, And, uh, just curious, do you know what, what, uh, weight loss surgery you're going to be getting or not quite? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. Gastric sleeve. I'm going to be getting the gastric sleeve. So, um, they said to me that, um, all goes well, I should lose about 290 pounds in six months to nine months. Okay. Um, so which would be, be a really good, you know, I just need to get ahead of this if I can do that. And then these infections and then get this thing, this mass taken off my lady because a doctor won't touch me until I'm down to 300 pounds anyways. Yeah. And so I want that just to be a sack. So I got to do something now. So my wife and I talked about it and after this last episode, I said, it's time. I didn't do it. And it was amazing when I got in the hospital the first time and back in May, um, it was amazing what happened um the doctor the the um weight loss doctor came to see me dr bornstein and he came to meet me somebody sent out for him he came in he's a younger guy um and we were talking he's like man i got a whole packet for you and i said well you think you could he goes i'm going to take you on so he got it through got me you know ready to go so what i say to everybody don't go for the gastric, any kind of weight loss surgery, the first thing, do everything you can make sure you get the right kind of doctor. They're out there and do what's best for you. If you can do it by yourself and get your mind, because you know this as well as I do, Brett, it's a mindset. If we don't have our mind in shape, we're not going to get our body in shape ever.
0: And and hey, there are plenty of people out there that have had gastric sleeve, gastric bypass, do a Donald switch. Yes, yes, yes. And and they and they gain it all back. So it's it's if the mindset is not correct. Yep. Then you know this is it's not going to work, and that's just the that's the brutal truth. I mean, um, it is, it
1: is, it is.
0: uh, And you know, as if you if you can get your mind right, which I think from what it's just, just in the last 40 minutes, as we've been talking, I see that you're getting your mind, right. And then you've gotten it right. Right. Um, and, you know, even, even when you have your mind, right, you still have slip ups. So everybody, yeah, everybody has their moments. Like I, I had a recent regain the last few months cause I slipped and I, I get comfortable and that's where I, I, yes. Yeah. I, I, yes. You get comfortable and then you're like, Oh yeah. Uh, just yeah. a little bit here, just a little bit there. And it, it adds up. <laughs> so, but, yeah, but, but also, you know when when you had those moments and you you recognize it and you make changes so you can yep. go on from that so yeah yes. so so I, I look forward to seeing your progress once you actually have the gastric sleeve once you're recovered you know see how you're doing um when 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 do you think you're going to have the surgery
1: uh hopefully in february i mean oh, awesome. if everything goes um we'll see i mean it just you know hopefully within the next couple months at least that's that's my that's my goal so Awesome. I got to lose another, I have to lose about 20 pounds more. That's all they want me to lose right now.
0: Okay. So, so that's so. great.
1: Yes. That's so. great.
0: Great. I, I wish you the best with it. Cause I, I know it's, I know it'll, it'll, I'm sure it'll help. I mean, I know plenty of people on in the community. I've had it and it's worked wonders. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's, it's a tool that can really be used, but as long as you have your, as long as you have the yes. mindset, so that the mindset it doesn't matter what you do.
1: Nope. Nope. And we can't, and you can't emphasize that enough. That's what everybody's looking for an easy way out. Okay. And not saying surgery is not the easy way out, but you know, just do this. And I I know a lot of people, they got the, the, and they thought, man, I can eat whatever I want to the initial thing. You can't, you know, eat this and you're on liquid and stuff. But after that, man, make sure you get on a meal plan for a certain amount of time. I'm glad I did it for five years. I glad that five years, that's what i learned. I've learned a lot in this last five years. And gaining that fluid and weight off and, and all that stuff, it's, it's, been a, it's been a really big learning curve. But that's what we're doing is that, you know, obesity, I'm telling you, it's, it's now people are starting to catch on that it's more than eat less and move more.
0: Yeah, and it's a it, lie. It, yeah, I mean, you know, eat less and move more works, but then for a lot of people, and then, um, but there are conditions where you're gonna have, um, you know, you, you just can't you can't lose, you retain. And I I know there was some um, there's a lady I heard on another podcast where she had all this excess uh, I think it was lipedema that she couldn't mm. get rid of because yes, it just was on her. Yes. And, yes, and you know, and it wasn't it wasn't something she could. Get rid of without surgery. No, nope. Nope. Um, so, so those things are gen- they're genetic things. They're not anything that you can control. Sometimes. No, nope, but you, you know? know
1: what the difference between lipidema and lymphedema is that lipidema mainly you know goes in women. Some men you know can get it, but it is the you know disease they call fat, and so that is something that you can't get rid of at all, unless you know you get this. It's that like their legs are going to be that way though. They've lost it in their waist. I know, um, a woman, I know her name is curvy girl, Beth. And, um, she, she has quite a bit of following, but you know, she's, she's pretty awesome at what she does is that she has a whole, her hips are really is all lipedema and people say, and just look at that, man, you got lipedema and they can't do anything about it. And you're right. It, but see, people don't want to talk about that. They just say, you know, lose weight, fatty.
0: Yeah. So, and, and, and that's always people that don't have any idea. So, you know, no. you know it, it's like uh, it's, I had a funny anecdote. It was when I went to a new doctor in May and that doctor was like, like, have you thought about gas about bariatric surgery and <laughs> before even knowing my history? And I said, well, let me tell you. See, <laughs> and, and, and I, 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 at that point I had been down about, I was down about 210 pounds, 220 yeah. pounds. Um, and I said, I said, I've lost two. Uh, in tw- uh, uh, like she had a number on the scale that when I was there and I said in 2016, I weighed 623 pounds. And she said, oh, you're doing fine then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, right, okay, but, but, but it's, it's just that, it's just that I think it's just one of those things where it's like an immediate, like, second nature, That's their thing, response. right? Yeah. But that's
1: all they know. You know, doctors, yeah. you know, Brett, you say that doctors in 10 years of school and residencies and all that stuff, they spend no time on what obesity is. No time.
0: Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that, but, um, yes. but, but I will just say that, you know, there's so many things cause it depends on what their concentrations are and, you know, gen- general, um, like your PCP, I don't know exactly what they go through. Um, I'm not a doctor, so I can't really speak to it, um, but I will say that there is, I feel like the more people that are out there that are in the obese area, that are obese and more, um, especially like, I feel like with more famous people that have been obese recently that have been come, become famous while they're obese, mm. like that's kind of brought more attention to obese people. That they're not just the fat guy sitting at a bar with his ass right now right, or right. <laughs> or you know the person that you're staring at in the airport or that you see on my 600 pound life okay like there's right, more people right. than just those people
1: right so, you know, right
0: and especially within when the country's what like getting to be a majority overweight and obese so it's not that uncommon to see someone like i mean where right. i work where i work when i when i was you know my heaviest i was like pretty much the heaviest person i'd see there now like even I'm still, I'm in the 400s, and I see multiple people heavier than me now, because yeah. it's just become more of a common thing. And it yes, which is which is not good. Well, it's also kind of it brings more attention to it at the same time. It Does it does? Um, but but yeah, uh, it, like I said, I I wish you the best when you have the, the surgery. I think it, I think it'll be great for you. I and mean, like you said, it's a tool. So it, it just depends how exactly. you use it. You you, know, you you can have a, You can have a, a garage full of tools and never touch them. And then you, <laughs> I know. And, and,
1: and then, and then, you, and, and then you got weeds everywhere. Right. Right. right, so, And not know how to use them either. You know, that's, yeah. that's the other thing, mm-hmm. you know, so, and always go, let's go to the experts. You know, we, we want to do it ourselves and, you know, the, you know, the D Y I, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like, I can't, I can't do it. You know, um, I I just, you know, if I can't DIY it, you know, I, you know, we try and I think I've messed more things up by DIYing it. You know, I do it myself, you know, I try it and I'm just going to rely and get the best answers and follow the path that I have given, have been given. Mm -hmm. And I really feel that I'm on the path that I need to be on. It's not comfortable. Um, you know, I, I don't, I'm, this is not where I want to be. It's where I need to be.
0: Yeah. And and you'll eventually get where you want to be. I mean, I feel like I truly believe it. Any of us that really yeah. try. Yeah, absolutely. We will, we will get there because, um, you know, it's too much of a, Freaking pain in the ass not to, not to Ew, want that. Man. Uh, yeah. so, 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 I did want to ask you before we get toward the end of the show with the questions that I ask everybody. Um, I wanted to ask you about your book, which you mentioned earlier, Becoming Larger Than yes. Life. Um, yes. so, so, you said it's out now. Um, and Amazon. Well, yes. Amazon, yes. cool. And, and yes. what, what, what? So, you talk about like your whole story or
1: everything. everything? Yeah. If I go in, yeah, what it is is on the front cover, um, it's called Becoming Larger Than Life Addressing the Elephant in a Room. And on the front cover, I'm holding an elephant up. And so, you know, it shows that my weight was the elephant in the room. And I became larger in life, not just my personality, but also my size, never thinking that I was going to be the heaviest in there. And I go through everything that I went through from my earliest days to the, to, to the latest days you know, about me, my wife, and my wife's my rock, I mean, we, she's been, we've been married for 23 years, and she is just amazing to me, she is, yeah, I, I couldn't, yeah, it just, so I go through everything that I went through, what I was talking about earlier, it goes more into depth, and, um, uh, but it's, yeah, it's out, we haven't made it a big announcement about it yet, but people already buying it and i don't know how they already got to it so it's it's pretty cool it's awesome
0: uh yeah and and we'll link to the show notes uh to the amazon uh, page at least uh cool so um i like to ask every guest about a hobby or interest that's not weight loss related just something that that you like doing or you like reading whatever it might be do you have something that you like doing that's not related to your fitness or health journey yeah,
1: there's, a, I mean, there's a lot. Um, man, what the heck? Um, oh my, you have to ask that. I, li- I like, uh, yeah, what I like doing, I enjoy getting all the knowledge I can on something. So I will, I will delve into something. I'm a spot reader. So what I do is my hobby is to find something and then I just tear it apart and dissect it you know, and so I could get more and create more of what that is. And of course I, I love like tonight we played um, doctor tonight with my daughters. So I live for them. I mean, family first, I, you know, they wanted to come here, you know, and found out I have COVID my five-year-old, you know, she gave me a shot and told me I had COVID. Um, So she wanted to take care of me, but um, I love, you know, playing, you know, games with them and being with them. So, I mean, I have a lot. And I love sports. I love baseball. And I love football. You know, baseball is my thing. And, of course, I'm a diehard Steelers fan right there. Always will be. But, you know, for anybody else that's, you know, an Eagles fan is right across the way. But, you know, that's, that's beside. They haven't won since Nick Foles, you know, was with them anyways right that was only so, four, that
0: was only uh you know three years ago four years ago. i
1: know i know so but you know how many super <sighs> bowls the 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 steelers have right six that's right i'm well aware and yeah you well see there you go so yeah. you can't forget the steel curtain and so yeah so sports um baseball i live for baseball i can't who, who, wait who's, who's your baseball team well I like the Cardinals. I'm St. Louis Cardinals fan. I'm Yadier Molina is my favorite catcher of all time. So I'm a big Cardinals fan. Um, I like the pirates are there, but you know, the pirates haven't really done anything since the eighties. You know what I'm saying? So they're just, they just been there, but yeah, I'm, I am a Cardinals fan through and through. I have been a Cardinals fan since the eighties. When, when, when Andy Van Slyke was on the Cardinals he was on the pirates was he on the pirates too yes yes he was yeah, okay. yeah. he sure was yep yeah I, yep.
0: I just remember that because i had a because i i mean i was super young when he was still playing but i, I had the, the original nintendo and had an MLB game i remember he was in Yeah, he was on the
1: yes he was on the pirates yes
0: he was uh, cool and um yeah. the, the, the i'll tell you the cardinals all, when as soon as you mentioned the Cardinals, all I think is 2011 division series. Oh they, When, when they, beat, when, David they beat, Freeze. when they beat when they beat my Freeze. they beat my team, the yeah, Phillies. In Texas Phillies. Oh, the, oh Phillies! Yeah. In the uh, like the divisional round or whatever, whatever yeah. first round. Well, but one to but nothing also, in the game five.
1: Well, did you? But they did that. But what about going in? They beat Texas too. They beat the Rangers. Yeah. You yeah. know, at the last, David Freeze won that. It was the bottom you know, of the ninth. It, and- it, was, it
0: was like that moment that you always f- fantasize about as a baseball fan. Like if, if you were at the plate, bottom of the ninth, bases yep. loaded, World Series, game seven.
1: <laughs> and and he David, had that moment. David Freeze was a hometown boy, too. So right in his hometown you know, right in his backyard, he did that. Yeah. And it was like, well, and then I just remember Joe Buck saying, we'll see you tomorrow night, you know? Yeah. And it was just, that was just awesome that, yeah, that that was the time man. I was so cranked that's, up. That's,
0: that's that's awesome. And, you know, baseball is <laughs> one of my baseball. So I like baseball more than football, but like, so I like, I'm sorry, I like football more than baseball, but I like to, I like baseball in person Yeah. When I go to the games. So like, I actually have this this goal of my life is to go to every baseball stadium.
1: Yeah, that's my goal. Yeah. let's do it. No, no, no. Seriously. Yeah. So Dude, I, I want to go to all thirty stadiums.
0: Yeah, I've been to um like eleven or thirteen. Um, then I've I think been to P- about ten. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh's my favorite.
1: Oh, I've been man, to. You, you, PNC Park is awesome. Yeah,
0: it, it, that's that's my absolute favorite. I mean, that that style of stadium is just great. I, it's just something about the way that I've been there twice yeah for games and it's you know just like one time i was past week we were going to um we, we live in pennsylvania and then we drove from the philadelphia area to canton to go to the hall of fame
1: hall of fame and yeah, coming football. back
0: coming back we hit a pirates game that sunday and then another time i was in pittsburgh for a job interview and i me and my buddy it was when Halliday was pitching for the phillies
1: oh yeah and, um, yeah.
0: and we went on a sunday again another sunday game and saw Halliday pitch so
1: yeah those were yes. always,
0: um, those are great because you know that stadium just like it's just perfect, like the way they have it set up and the area, and it's easy to get in and out of. Like it's not like, of course, I mean Paris, and it was like a sea of red. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember yeah. when I was walking into the stadium, it's one guy on the street trying to sell tickets or whatever, and he's, um, he's like, man, you guys know how to invade a ta- know how to invade a city because there's just like <laughs> red everywhere uh in, <laughs> where it should have been yellow right or yes gold. yes yeah uh,
1: yeah black and gold black yeah
0: and gold. but uh but you know it's yeah so I really like that one I mean I'm I live in the Baltimore area now and they're saying oh, you al- do also, yeah it's okay. also nice um but the I mean almost any modern state you go to is great uh and, yeah. I, and I've been to Fenway and Fenway was
1: oh man. experience
0: um I I was there in 2011. Before they remodeled a lot of it. So it was like mm-hmm. the old, old wooden seats.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which were
0: surprisingly more roomy than some of the more modern plastic seats that you sit on. Wow. Uh, but, but yeah, so I have a bunch to go, but um trying to get, I, I used to do like uh, one, a, one a year, but now it's, uh, now we have, we have a new newborn and our daughter's seven months old. So might not be going to a <laughs> baseball game for a little while, but, uh, but we'll get there eventually.
1: Right. Yes. Well. Brett, I'll I'll t- as soon as I get done. I mean, that's my goal. I want to hit all thirty stadiums.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I do. I just want to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's boom. it's it's
0: a it's 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 a good little thing because it, it's also one of those things where when you go on a, you go on a trip somewhere, and you can go hit a stadium. Like it's not like a big you know. If, if I go wind up in like if I wind up in you know out in California, I can hit like one of the stadiums that I haven't been to. Yeah. i I've, I've been to Dodger Stadium, so I can hit another one. His, oh, the done. angels or something an- right
1: an- yeah anaheim yeah uh, so, so that, that, that
0: was yeah uh seattle seattle is one of my favorites because I, I was a kid i grew up summers and grippy jr yeah i was yeah. there i was there during that peak i actually um back in the 90s when they started that remember i don't remember they had the they started doing this thing where they had pictures on the field where you could take pictures of the players like um fans yeah could yeah come yeah. on the field before the game and it was like yeah, one, yeah. one day a year but Seattle was like the first place they did it and Seattle they didn't have it perfected yet. And when yeah. they did it, they had it where you could actually get pictures with the players. Whoa. Or, or, or but I know I didn't get one with him, but I, I remember I, I, I got a high five from Griffey and I got, I shook nice. A-Rod's hand before A-Rod really? was, a, before A-Rod was juicing.
1: Yeah. But, before.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, before but yeah, it, it was, it was up. yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so, so see every time I, when I'm into back to Seattle, I like going to that stadium, even though now it's pink because it's T-Mobile yeah. park
1: which yeah, is strange it is strange i but, mean but yeah. seriously seriously <laughs> but, but uh that's...
0: but yeah I, I i as much as i'm not like a, like i i won't really watch a baseball game on tv as much anymore but I'll, i will go if i can go to a game i'll be all into it so you know
1: well that me too
0: yeah i, mean, um,
1: I that's my dream
0: all right so wrapping up here i want to go through the la- the five questions of brett's corner are you ready for these? Yep. I'm no, ready. I will. I will tell you. I, I sent you these in advance. One of them I'm going to change up slightly because I didn't think of it, it beforehand. It. But you'll. Well, it's the third one. So it'll be a little <coughs> breather here. So, number one, what movie, TV show, or event are you most excited for in the coming
1: year? Man, what TV show? Man, a lot. Why, like, man? That's just that's just wrong to ask that. <laughs> Jeez. Man, alive. it's it, what I was excited for was Cobra Kai. Yeah. Uh that that's out right now. So I'm I'm on a second episode. Oh, nice. So that just came out. And then Ozark.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm on Oz- I actually paused it because me and my wife are on episode five okay, <laughs> to record this. Okay.
1: Well, don't don't say anything. So <laughs> no, I I won't. Ozark. I won't. And we watched Dexter New Blood. We nice. My wife and I binge watched that like like in two days. So
0: nice. So yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, all right. How about question number two? What are two non health related goals you have for the next year?
1: Two health related, goals, non health, non. Okay. Two non health goals that I have, um, or to be, be able to drive. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, also uh be able to go out into the yard with my girls
0: awesome i i think they're they're great goals to have and i think they're definitely attainable especially once you get recovery recover from the surgery yes yes um yeah cool all right now number three is when i said i'm going to change a little bit so everybody knows that if someone came to you saying they were lacking motivation to stay consistent what three pieces of advice would you give them but i'm going to change just slightly so because you're going through the surgery you got to be in the right mindset like you said Mm-hmm. What 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 three things are you going to do to remain consistent?
1: Um I gotta stay focused. I um gotta keep my, my mind right and I gotta not compare my journey to anybody else's
0: ding, ding, ding on that last one. That's the, yes. like the biggest one. And we all fall into that trap, but as mm-hmm. long as you get, as long as you can see the forest for the trees, you'll get right out of it. That's
1: exactly right.
0: All right. Number four, what have you discovered about yourself during your journey? Cause I know you've lost hundred pounds before and um, that surprised you the most.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm a warrior, dude. I, I, am I fight. Um, I'm a fighter. I mean, it's that most people don't think that, you know, somebody that's obese, they're not fighters. And I tell everybody this, I said, you know, try you 600 pounds. You've been, you've been there. You're carrying three, 200 pound men around with you every day. Mm-hmm. And it's made me who I am. Um, and I wouldn't change it. But I I'm a fighter. I, you know, nothing gets in my way. I may not want to do it. I don't you know, I, sometimes what you have to do is be comfortable being uncomfortable. And, you know, it's, it's very hard. And, and I don't think anything is built or takes place in your comfort zone. It's built outside of that. So I found out, you know, it's not just that is that, in that I care about others. My mission, my calling is to help the hundred, the 650 million people worldwide, that struggle with obesity, to give them a voice, uh, to let us know. Listen, obesity, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's too big to ignore. And my, my mission is to make sure people, uh, social acceptance validates everyone. So I want everybody to get validation and you will never get to where you're at if you struggle with obesity until you self-love yourself. And until you get validated and you accept yourself where you're at and quit having, um, you know, destination syndrome, you know, destination syndrome is like, man, I'll be happy when I get here. No, be happy in the the where your feet are right now. And that's where I'm at right now. I am. So I love life. I love it.
0: Awesome. I mean, yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, cause like you said, if you don't, you can't love yourself, who's going to, who else is going to love you or nope. who else is going to want to hear what you have to say. Right. So, yep. Awesome. All right. Last question. If in 150 years science fails to save us and all that is left is a book about your life, not necessarily the book that's like, <laughs> that you just mm-hmm. wrote, but maybe we'll go with
1: it. Uh, what would the title be? What would the word <coughs> tell us about Sean becoming larger than life? Addressing the elephant in the room, um, that that's what it would be called. Whenever I, it just happened, but um, you know, uh, there, there's there's a lot to be said. Um, you know, to Helen back, um, you know, it's been you know through is that not not using my, um, okay, it, you know, turning my pain into purpose.
0: Like it. Yeah. I mean it's definitely definitely a lot of pain that can be useful for others to see. Mm-hmm. Yes. To see how you get through it. Cause so many times you get people that'll say, How are you doing it? How did you do this? How did you find the motivation? How did you do this and that and that? And a lot of times there's other motivations behind their questions, but just show being able to show whoever might need it at the time that they need it. Right. How to do right. It is important.
1: And if you don't have intrinsic motivation, you're never going to get it. Nobody can do this for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yes. And sometimes I go on the on the on the uh, mindset that motivation is BS. And Sometimes I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then sometimes well, I'm all. But, um. It's also when I get the questions like, "Well, how did you stay motivated throughout everything? What if you wanted like a Reese's peanut butter cup?" I'm like, "Well, I just had a Reese's peanut butter cup. Like, I didn't uh, I, I, get, I, get back up. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's not it's not the end of the world."
1: Well, you know, I, that's what I'm saying. If I have something like that, you know, everybody wants to slap it out of the fat guy's hand. Right. Well, it's like we're, we're bass. Like I said, well, I never have killed myself of if I did something and ate something that wasn't so-called healthy. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, is that I get back up on the horse every time.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: when you change that pattern, and you do, I mean, like you're never going to have a Reese's peanut butter cup or you're never going to have a pop again. I mean, come on. I mean, that, that's just, you know um, the only thing I haven't had in 11 years is a big Mac. Yeah. I have, yeah. I have not, I have not went to McDonald's in 11 years.
0: Oh, wow. I was going to say, yeah. if, it just, if it was just a big Mac, I would be there with you because I hate thousand Island, but
1: yeah, uh, nothing, yeah, nothing, okay. nothing. That's nothing. Think, that's, that's, that's
0: amazing. That's awesome. Yes. All righty. So what I wanted to do is ask you where people can reach out to you on the internet if they want to get in touch with you.
1: Yes. Well, go to the obesityrevolution.com and also follow me on Facebook, you know, Twitter, um, Instagram, you know, TikTok at I am Shaw Maroney. Um, everything's there. Um, you know, my videos are posted there. And now, um, since five years, I have over 60 million views of my videos. And so it's been amazing, the, the ride. And then also, if you Google my name, you can read my Forbes article. Um, I, was, I was in Forbes magazine, you know, fat guy on Forbes. So I never read Forbes, let alone never thought I'd be in Forbes. And so I've been in, you know, countless news uh, stations, Fox News, Um, so it's been, you know, everybody Google my name and you'll probably see, you know, Google Sean Maroney weight loss. You'll find, um, a bunch of videos like where, uh, jungle creation did it, VT, um, level fitness. They all shared my story, uh, to their 25 million, you know, um, followers. And so it's just been an incredible ride and I get to do this.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh so what i wanted to say is to thank everyone who listened or watched this all the way to the end you made it congratulations make sure you check out the show notes for links to everything we discussed in the episode like sean's book and his accounts um and be sure to check out my website becomingbret.com and until next time uh we'll see you and learn how we can all become more
1: yes